Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey there, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone listeners. It's me, Paula Poundstone. Adam is not with me right now. I needed to talk to you alone before the show starts to tell you about a test I'm administering on the hair care product Herbal Essence. They claim online and on the Herbal Essence collection gift box that their products have an irresistible fragrance. So on this episode, I'm testing that claim without Adam's knowledge. I've used a healthy amount of Herbal Essence Argon Oil of Morocco conditioner before arriving at the studio. Now, during the show, I will make note of whether Adam can resist me. Let me begin by saying he's always been able to before. We don't sit right on top of each other in the studio, so I will occasionally lean towards him to give the fragrance a fair chance. But since you, the listener, won't be able to see that, I will use the code phrase... I'm having so much fun right now when I lean towards Adam. All right? I got to go. Here he comes. Horseman Studios in North Hollywood, California. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Thanks to house band Craig Eastman on that low fiddle. Today we've got a special treat for you, a Thanksgiving vacation show. In order to enjoy all the pie we can eat on Thanksgiving, we're making this shorter episode without guests. Now, we're saying shorter in advance, and uh, but I will caution everybody that Paula Poundstone <laughs> is on this podcast. Yeah, um, I can't promise it'll yeah, be shorter. Right. Less encumbered. Let's say less encumbered. Less encumbered by yeah. guests and actual but, information. Yeah, guests getting yeah. in the way. You yeah, know, with their gonna, knowledge. If, if, if you're going to have guests at Thanksgiving, you know the feeling. You know, yeah. guests, guests, guests. After a while, like, I mean, enough with the guests. Yeah, well, we should get, get down yeah, to the family you know. fighting that, that so unites us every year. Yeah. So now, Paula, I it is Thanksgiving do week. Do you have any special, anything special you're doing for the holiday, or is there anything that you're grateful for? Do you want to no. thank for any giving? Not really. Not Nothing. that I can think of. Okay. Um, well, that, I, that turned out to be a dry hole. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this will be a short show. You know, I'm, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, am I grateful? Yes, I have my health. Isn't that wonderful? Um, yeah, 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 I've got some cats. I have my health. That's good. No, I am not a Thanksgiving person. I really? don't mean that. I, I and I don't mean that in the. I don't mean that. You're not I saying you're not a thankful person. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. The holiday um, Thanksgiving does not appeal to you. I do not do Thanksgiving. I have in the past right. many times, um, but when my kids came along. Um, we began a tradition on Thanksgiving of having, um, let's see, Tweety Bird-shaped waffles made in a waffle iron that had Sylvester on the outside. So there's a certain macabre. So it looked like... Yeah. Yeah, it looked like Why Sylvester. was that a Thanksgiving tradition? I don't know. Why not? Uh, so we used to have waffles for Thanksgiving, and then we go to the movies, which is, I believe... Uh, if Thanksgiving was ever real to begin with, which it wasn't, okay. but uh, had there been uh, an event between the pilgrims, pilgrims and the, and the, and Native, the Native Americans, Americans yeah. um, and they had a choice, they too would have had waffles and gone to the movies. They had no such choice. No, they had no such choice. But no. the event is just silly. It's and I don't, I don't like the stress. Uh, when I've, and you know, there's the only thing worse than having your own Thanksgiving is going to someone else's. Right, because you then you're a stranger inside their milieu. It just—it's too much pressure. You the are whole just thing turning this Thanksgiving pressure. special into a one-way ticket into darkness. No, 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 yeah. no. What I'm saying is, I really enjoyed a the day with uh, my kids not having school. That was fantastic. Sure. Okay. Um, although I'm really sick of people taking you know Monday through Sunday off. I'm it's doing one that this year. meal for heaven's sake. Well, no, I'm going. We're going to New York to visit my, to New Jersey to visit my sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one meal. Thanksgiving is one. One meal. But it's, it's a time. Not, it's a season. It's not a season. It's one meal. Right. It's not intended for a, well, full, a whole week's look, vacation. Jesus' birth couldn't have taken more than 90 minutes, and yet we have a whole Christmas season. No, she didn't dilate right away. She didn't? Uh, no, there was a problem with that. I don't so it was know. a whole season of labor? Yeah, yeah. Well, that a makes lot it less that's joyous why they in had a to big go, way. That's why they had to go way out. That's why the North Star took them so far. Oh, okay. Uh, because, you know, they had to go way out. That's why they wouldn't let they them. They had time to go out for, and pick up more That's why they myrrh. wouldn't let them in the inn. Yeah. They were already hearing the moaning, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, why don't you go to the barn? Yeah, this the is guests take in the inn are not going to appreciate all that moaning. All right, we've um, now digressed from a digression. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what I'm thankful for? Do you have any idea how many pastors just turned off? Off the uh, podcast right then. We just lost our pastor demographic, which we'd been working very hard on building up. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. I'd been going door to door or church to church. Church to church, yeah. Trying to build up my pastor demographic. And now we've ruined it all. But, you know, speaking of uh, Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, we have a um, we have a Thanksgiving-themed movie or a movie that involves Thanksgiving as our, yes. as our review of a movie so that you don't have to see the sequel segment, which we're doing later in the show. Yeah, yeah. Our um, cunningly ti- uh, titled sequence. Is it what's it titled again? What's that? What's that segment it, I called? Think, I think it's. I think it's. We watch the original movie when the sequel's coming out and let you know whether you should see the sequel with Paula and Adam. Yeah, that's yeah. the name of it. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what we're calling it. Yeah, you know what good. else I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving, Paula? Oh, are you thankful for something? Theme songs. They are the gift oh, that keeps on giving. It's like gosh. acid reflux after shoveling turkey stuffing and yams and bourbon down your hatch uh, on Thanksgiving Day. We've received a bunch of new entries, and uh, oh, I love they're that. kind of spreading out the floor a little bit. Um, this one from James Crawford from Kitchener, Ontario, uh, came with a note. You want to hear a note? Yeah. 
I'm a bald guy with glasses, and I absolutely love the podcast. It's a big hit with everyone at work. Also, yesterday I left my phone at work, and when I went home, it was playing your podcast. So there was no one at work listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Pound. Oh, that's for about perfect. An hour. So let's hear what a bald guy with glasses salutes in his song. Well, Adam Felder, on every episode of Paula Pound's hit new podcast show, she brings us genius, I change in wisdom. Us and he's on the show. Oboes and tubas, guitars to spare. Next time the house band might be a bear. <laughs> well, Thomas Cole, he will not save us, but Adam Felder is always there. Nobody's listening, nobody's listening, and nobody's listening to Paula Poundstone. To Paula Poundstone. Wow. Okay, that is, that's that great. Is nice. Now, I, there are you know, some I things hear, I like about that, and some things I don't really like about that. I, you know, I hear a little Freddie Mercury influence in that. I don't hear any of that. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say that we did. Here's something I like about it. We did yeah. mention to the to the crowd uh, to the crowd out there, our audience, that yeah. you know they might want to spread the floor a little bit music style wise. There's still yeah. some styles unexplored, and getting that nice little bluegrassy thing was really nice. I yeah. thought. No, it was beautiful. Um, one thing I didn't really respond to is uh, he seems to have picked up on the thing that we were talking about a few weeks ago when one other listener uh, pointed out in the only reference to me in that previous theme song was Adam Felber's on every show. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like people on Twitter are picking up on this, and even it's even crept into the theme songs, in further theme songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to make I, clear: I don't consider that a particularly great compliment. But you are. You're on every show, right? But yeah. you get called no, you a know genius, and, yeah. and 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 you give great advice, and yeah. But you're on every show. Well, so are you, and nobody points that out. Oh well, it's, it's you don't have to. Right. I, I would think me being on every show should probably go without saying, too, to make room to say other things about me, perhaps? Not necessarily, because, you know, we have a different house band each week. Yeah? Yeah. We uh, we have different guests each week. I don't see how you can dress Adam this Felber's bug up. But Adam Felber's on every show. Uh, the, the amount to which this delights you just makes me sadder. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, Harry Orlov from Los Angeles, California, gave us a bluesy approach. Which I, I love this. This is kind of like a Chicago-style blues. People listen to the news, people listen to the blues, people listen to the breeze, blowing gently through the trees, people listen to their friends, when they're feeling all alone, but nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, oh nobody listens. To Oh, and that, that evil screaming Hammond B3 organ sound with the Leslie cabinet at the end. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I thought you did. Um, so, so once again, Harry Orloff, thank you so much. Um, I will point out that you have fallen into a common pitfall, um, common in that it's happened twice now. Uh, with our theme songs. Not a huge uh, amount of data points there. No, but we only have so many theme songs. Um, in that he, you claimed that you could listen to it on the radio, which in point of oh, fact, yeah. you can't. Yeah. We're not a radio yeah. show. No, we podcast. Are, I know, and radio is a tempting, tempting word for any songwriter because it ends in a nice, you know, nice open 
vowel. Yeah. But well, you know, the problem with podcast is uh Yeah, it ends with a st. Yeah. Nobody not likes a lot word to, it's hard to rhyme something with podcast. Yeah. Of course you could say cast a pod and that seems odd. Ros chat. <laughs> There's Ros Chast. Ros Chast. Yeah, the, the legendary New Yorker magazine cartoonist. Yeah, but what does that rim with? A little bit like podcast. I would go with podcast Ros, Ros Chast. Chast. Absolutely. In fact, if you're out there listening and <laughs> you, you can work Ros Chast means? into do you, a... Do you, do, you, do, you, do you understand what rhyming means? I do understand what rhyming means. <laughs> Were you so smart that you they didn't make you go to preschool? No, they, I went to preschool. <laughs> no, you didn't. Ros didn't Chast to, is, no, a perfectly, we used to... is a perfectly acceptable podcast rhyme. That is, it doesn't rhyme. Oh, listeners, if you're out there, support me. Work Ros Chast into a... You know what? A... If Ros Chast is listening... Uh, uh, could you get in touch with me through Twitter and 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 point out to Adam that Ros Chast does not rhyme it's with podcast? It's not a perfect rhyme. Chast rhymes uh, with cast, uh, yeah. unmistakably, right? Chast rhymes with cast, yes. Yes. And Ros and Pod, they're not, not a, remotely! They, they, well, remotely. It's the same vowel sound, a different consonant. Uh, I would, I would, look. Ros Craig, and do pod. you write songs, Craig, or musician Craig? Would you rhyme podcast with Ross Chast if you needed to? Yes. Yes, he would. He said yes. Yeah. He uh, also has a heroin problem. He doesn't have a heroin problem. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's, I made that up. I was, I was just kidding. It's an alleged thing. I was just All right, we got kidding. One more, we got one more um, great, great um, uh, entry. It's from Gwen Hay from Entry, Denver. which also rhymes with- Sentry. Uh, Murgatroyd. No, it rhymes with uh. Sentry. <laughs> wow. Gwen Hay from Denver, Colorado, sent us yeah. this great tune. Paula Poundstone is a genius. Nobody believes it's true. But Paula Poundstone is a genius. And she's got advice for your crew. Paula Poundstone is a genius. And Adam Felber is there too. Oh, He's getting mad in the booth. But she's got advice for you. Paula Poundstone is a genius. But nobody listens to her. All her advice is ingenious, but nobody listens to her. But nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. And Adam's there too. Oh. <laughs> wow. Even though I was there at the beginning, I'm also an afterthought in that yeah, team. Yeah. That's kind well, of amazing. That, is, that was, that really went, you know what? That touched me on a very deep level. What, what part of it touched you? Paula Poundstone is a genius. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, Gwen Hay was really sucking up to you there. I do appreciate it. For one, we had no rap or hip-hop kind of stuff happening here on this, uh, on our... Would you call that rap or hip-hop? I, it's, 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 you know what it feels like to me? It feels like the early 90s art hip-hop stuff. You know, sort of like, uh, you know, those bands that you love so much. Like Oh, the early 90s art yeah, hip-hop. Stuff, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The early 90s art hip-hop... Um, which also rhymes with French toast. It, uh, look, I'm not saying it's a perfect rhyme. I, and I will also say, uh, Gwen, hey, you managed to just, you know, insult me twice, the beginning and the end. And again, I know you don't think it's an insult, but no, the it's I'm not. there it's two thing. all sorts of credit. For just being there on every show. The Professor and Marianne. See, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's not even the Professor and Marianne, it's and the rest. Does it say and the rest? Well, the, yeah, in the first two seasons, I think, of Gilligan's Island, they didn't name the Professor and Marianne. It was Gilligan, Skipper Two, the millionaire's wife, the movie star, and the rest. Yeah. Which. Here on Gilligan's Isle. Yeah. Which, uh, the rest and Gilligan's Isle, do you hear the rhyme? All right, we're going to move on. 
Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress match in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress with my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our 
class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured, like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft (laughs) and and so comfortable honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. They're oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Um, Okay, so uh, it's now time for a segment we call Movie Reviews. And and you can come up with all these rhymes if you want for these. Thanks. Thanks. It's a a segment that we call Movie Reviews to save you the trouble of seeing the sequel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually better than what we were saying at the beginning of the show. That's a great title. Great title. Now, if you're sitting there around the Thanksgiving tree right now, you probably know that Creed 2, the sequel to Creed, hit the theaters on November 19th. But what came before Creed? Yes, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Five, Rocky Four, Rocky Three, and Rocky Two. And before that, and before that, we've decided to review the one that started it all back in 1976, the original Rocky, a Thanksgiving classic. It is a Thanksgiving classic. It is. It is a Thanksgiving movie. I didn't realize that until we watched it again. I had not seen. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I feel like we we didn't have a musical fanfare to get us into this review. Could we have a musical fanfare to get us into, what's the name of the segment again? It's time for movie reviews to save you the trouble of seeing the sequel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of John Williams there. Yeah, that's yeah. that perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, now yeah. I feel much more in the segment. Ooh, yeah, now yeah. I do too. Okay, the reason it's a th- the reason it's a Thanksgiving favorite, mm-hmm. Rocky, uh, is that their first date. Rocky and Adrian have their first date on Thanksgiving. Yes, they do. In fact, uh, she's making a turkey. Yeah, and her alcoholic, no good, reprobate brother Polly, who is a friend of Rocky's. Throws the turkey into the alley to get her to go on a date. He wants her to go out, and she wants to make the turkey. He says, you want to make the turkey? He throws it. He says, you want to be with the turkey? He throws it out. And there's never any explanation for why he thought that was okay. You know, I got to say, I have to confess, the Rocky one holds up fairly well. It's a pretty good movie. It's not a great movie. No. I mean, first of all... Uh, it should have subtitles because um, Sylvester Stallone wrote it, yeah. and a lot of it was the... written and directed by Sylvester Stallone. And... Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, written and starred Sylvester Stallone. He yeah, didn't direct yeah. it. Yeah, no, he didn't direct it. But, but I... it was made on a budget of I just get a million the sense dollars. That the director didn't uh, always feel empowered to make corrections to Rocky because there are quotes in the movie uh, that are, it sounds something like this. <laughs> And, right. uh, <laughs> Which is a motif that did inf- inform the rest of Sylvester Stallone's film career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, I think the most, okay, from the very start, and I had forgotten this, I kind of related to Rocky, the character, because he wears a very high-waisted pant. Uh, very oh, you mean his- Boxing shorts? His boxing shorts were very high-waisted, and also his sweatpants. That's true. His sweatpants very, were also very high-waisted. Very it might high-waisted. have been the style of the time. This is 1976. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, so I wear a retro cottony brief, um, because <laughs> yeah. I love a high-waisted pants. Cottony pant. brief, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, do. Yeah. I love a high-waisted... pants, uh, too, pant. yeah. I, yeah any kind of pants that are high-waisted, all really I'm very... High, high-waisted. I'm happy in there. I like it to... I like my breasts to hang just slightly over the waistband of my pants. Slightly over the waistband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a comforting feeling. Yeah. And, and, you know, what's, and what's, what's funny that. is that, like, that's the advice that men get for what the length of your necktie should be. I have never over. heard that applied to breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Well, well it's not so much, because you're not adjusting the size of your breasts. Right, but you're it's adjusting... It's that you're the, adjusting where your waistband goes. Yeah, your so breasts you are going to hang where they hang. You can't... Exactly. You can't really adjust the size of your breasts, unless you have those retractable breasts that are so popular on late night television. Everybody has those now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they They're made by Flex Seal. Um, All right. So there was that aspect. I did relate to him a little bit in that way. But you know what I remember- (laughs) That was it. That was what was relatable. That was where we broke uh, after that. What I- what I did remember about the movie, and I was absolutely right, was um, that the relationship with so the girlfriend, for those of you who've forgotten, is a girl named Adrian. Adrian Talia and- Shire. She works at the local pet shop where Rocky bought his turtles, and still goes there all the time because he's kind of in love with and her. He, and he bought his fish, and he goes there to flirt with her. He goes there every day on the way home from the you know and boxing. She barely ring. speaks. She's her brother suggests that she is. Um, Developmentally delayed. Yes, that um, that she has some mental uh, challenges, me- mental problems, and uh, she wears this sort of wool cap that she pulls low. She wears cat eye glasses, and she, she just peers suspiciously at everything and says nothing. Right, and she sort of is very um, close. Uh, you know, she wears sort of a heavy wool coat and just barely, 
barely speaks. At one point, the boss tells her to go down and clean the the, the cat cages, to clean the litter in the cat cages. And uh, boy, did I relate to that. Yeah, I see another and, relatable uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. And this was this made it seem like she was like Cinderella or something. And guess what, Adrian? You work at a pet store, you're going to clean some animal waste. But okay. I feel that that section was in there in order to show like how put upon she was, how, yeah. how uh, you know, she was... Uh, well, she was asked rather un, in a very non-nice tone to go ahead and do that. No, I don't think that was a non-nice so. yeah, tone. No, It was like, not get down all. there, idiot. No, well, she didn't say, get down there, idiot. Well, I, I'm, I'm no, you're thinking of... Loosely uh, quoting. You're, you're thinking of another film altogether. Okay. Um, but anyway, so Rocky keeps, you know, trying to flirt with her. Hey, he gets, hey, maybe we he gets nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes up, the other tell you another joke. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you a tell joke to the animals because you won't listen to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Then he, hey, you know, fish, he talks I got a joke to the, for you, fish. He talks to the fish. He talks yeah, to the yeah, turtles. Yeah, and yeah, one yeah. of the turtles seemed to really be turned on him. Um, uh-huh. Uh, all right, so then right. they we're fi- going somewhere here. So finally, he goes out with her. Right, right. he goes out on Thanksgiving. He goes to Polly's house. Uh, Polly throws a turkey in the alley. Polly throws a turkey in the alley and and insists that his sister Adrian go out with Rocky. And they go to a skating rink. Sure. And uh, and they hang out at the skating rink for a little while, and then they go back to his house. By the end of this one night date. This one date. She's got color in her cheeks. Yeah. Right? She's like the hippest dresser in all of Philadelphia. She's dressed the same at the end of the date. No. Well, maybe at the end of the date, but the next time you see her. The next time you see her, she's a lot more fashionable. She is in this like snappy little red outfit. She's talking. She talks a blue streak. Yeah. Her hair is totally different. It's got a sheen to it. Rocky did that to her. I am having... Such a good time right now. Are you really? Yeah, I am. Why? Just, I don't yeah, know. It's fun. It's yeah, like it is fun. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's because uh, there's no guest to interrupt you. I think that's part of that's it. Really yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having fun too. Yeah. But um, no, um, Rocky, I guess w- w- what you left out is that at the end of the date, Rocky has sex with her. She has sex with Rocky. Well, we're assuming they have sex. I don't know for sure. It's but pretty heavily she implied. never needs her glasses again. Right. And, you the know, next time we see her, she's watching TV with no glasses. Warby Parker has sponsored our podcast before, and I don't know if they will or won't again. I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, I yeah. do want to point out that um, if you use glasses, um, you could actually repair your eyes by just fucking Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think that's that's pretty clear. And that's then like, you don't have to do the measuring and t- and try on the different frames. All the headaches. No, just fuck yeah. Rocky. No, yeah. I really am having such a good time. <laughs> I'm having a good time too. Now, let me point out that that it wasn't totally consensual. This no, this is, that's this is the a other part thing. of the movie that There's, might not have aged really no, well. No, it's a little. Me Tooie. Yeah, it's a little uh, hashtag Me Tooie because because first she's standing outside the house. Right. And and she's like, I don't think I should come in. He's like, hey, you should come in. Yeah. He's like, nah, I really want to go home. I'm not taking you home. Come in. And and she comes in. Yeah. And then he, she finally lets him know, look, I'm not comfortable here. She says it very clearly. Yeah, she does. I want to go. Yeah. Because by this time, she's had the speech impediment has already 
yeah. uh, disappeared. Right, just in anticipation uh, the, the, really, of Really, the first happen. thing that she said clearly in the whole movie was, I am not comfortable with this. Yes, I do and not so, want this. No what does he means do? no. He literally blocks the door. He blocks the door. With the, which is a little bit Me too it I wasn't, think it's a, kind of a lot Me too It wasn't as bad as I, I, as I remembered it. It wasn't as bad be. as you remembered it. But I yeah. think when your date says, I'm not comfortable, I want to go home, yeah. and you block the door with your arms and say, I'm going to kiss you now. You don't have to kiss me back if you don't want. Yeah, he did. Uh, which well, is what see, he says. I think they That's thought, very Me Too-y. When you think when this movie was made, that was really pretty. That was really pretty. That was like, that one section was written by Billie Jean King. Really? That's that how, was progressive. It was very progressive. progressive. Yeah, like, you, I'm going to kiss you and you don't have to kiss me back. Right. Um, but of course she does. She does kiss him back. Kiss him back. And, 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 he, and he just manages to drill some style, language ability, and fashion sense into that woman. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the next, honestly, yeah. the the next scene you see her in, Fantastic. she's real, she's like a babe. She's yeah. totally, you know, she's conversing about literature and art. She's not. There's no conversing about literature. No, and she art does. She movie. and there's a point at which, by the way, she stands out. She gets in an argument with her brother at one yeah. point. They're they're sitting together at uh, Polly's house and Adrian's house, and Rocky and Adrian are together. And Polly comes in and he's upset over something that he hears them say. Right, and they get in a big argument. Yes. And Adrian stands up and yells something at her brother that Adam and I both were like, what? Yeah, we went back and, and listened twice more. Yeah. And I have was, a very special surprise for you. Our producer, our producing partner, Tony Anita Hull, has pulled that clip from Rocky so we can play it for our audience. Now, um, Ray Horseman, do you have that ready to go? Let's oh, listen nice. to Adrian and what she says in this moment. That's Pauline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the very end of it. Let, can we just hear um, um, Talia Shire's line again? Because it's so convincingly yeah. delivered. Yeah, yeah. No, we just didn't have yeah, yeah. we didn't have yeah. any idea yeah. what that was. Yeah. Apparently, the director was just over at the craft services table during that moment. Yeah, nobody, I, nobody's nobody tell does, you, well, tell you, come back. What the fuck did you say? No, no. You know, in fairness, she might have said exactly what Sylvester Stallone wrote. Yeah, because I, I understand possible. his handwriting was yeah. much like his speaking voice. And no, he wrote it wasn't this, handwriting. He wrote this in three and a half days. The, he wrote it in three and a half days. But what a lot of people don't realize is that often. Sylvester Stallone's fingers would come off the home row. Oh. And, uh, you think it's just a typo? Yeah, and then he would just type like... You think just would, delivering a typo? And then he would type lines yeah. like, Hada, Peter, Hada! Yeah. You know what? I, I have a, an even better surprise for you. Wait a minute. You know what? How are you feeling right now? Pretty good. Oh, good. Yeah. How are you feeling? Great. Yeah, this is really fun. Yeah, I'm having uh, such a good time. Tony Anita Hull turned on the closed captioning on the movie... And so it's possible. Oh my that God! The Tony Anita Hall is a genius. Yeah, it might, it's quite possible that the closed captioning person got this completely wrong, or was just like, you know, fuck it, I'm yeah. just going to write something. Yeah. But Tony, uh, what is this line that we just heard? Only a pig would say that. Only a pig would say that. Oh my gosh! Want to try to hear it again? Only a pig would yeah, say just that. For our you know what happened? Yeah. Um, it was that's a line from Charlotte's Web. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah. But let, let's yeah. hear it. Let's, no, let's Charlotte listen. says it. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Um, let, let's listen to this again. Let's see if we can hear her yell, only a pig would say that. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? There it is. It's like suddenly it, it comes into focus. 
But she said it like she was being chased. Who the penguins are that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like she'd been threatened that if she didn't get that line out before the clock struck midnight, <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. Know, they'd punch He's, her or something. Tell you now, now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what. She didn't talk to Michael Corleone like that. No, she didn't. Yeah, Michael. Oh. Only a big one said that. Now, I have... um. <laughs> I want to point out that we, we, we're, I think, 10 minutes into this review, maybe 15. We haven't mentioned that it's a boxing flick. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. boxing wow, involved I thought in everybody movie. knew that already. Yeah, yeah but, it's a bo- but, Okay, so it's a boxing movie. Here's another thing that made no, no sense in retrospect. Okay. So a part of Rocky that I do like is that he realizes he's a, you know, sort of a two-bit fighter, right? Right, and he's Not picked a- out of obscurity by the champ Apollo Creed who's like, he's, he has an opening on his schedule, he has a fight schedule, he's like, well, why don't I give some schlub a chance, some yeah. schlub from Philadelphia? And it's sort of a way of Apollo Creed uh, making himself look like a bigger deal. Yeah. Uh, but they sort of pass it off like... Like, oh, we're doing this great thing for a, Some a young fighter. And, yeah. and so Rocky gets his name picked out of a book. He gets this chance to fight uh, Apollo Creed, and he begins training um, with great purpose. With Burgess uh, Meredith. Uh, with Burgess Meredith. Uh, Who, by the way, if you've got a movie and the most intelligible person is Burgess Meredith, that's saying a lot. <laughs> because I'm I I a manager, Rocky. I'm a manager. I was just finally picking the clippings in the paper. Rock, this guy's got a wrecking machine. Rock, you know, just and like he's the most intelligible person. It's like yeah, if yeah. Popeye were in that movie, Popeye would have been the yeah, most intelligible yeah. person in that movie. Yeah, occasionally yeah. he slipped into the penguin yeah. every so often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> 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 yeah, at one point during the uh, at one point during the fight when uh, Burgess Meredith who plays a, a character named Mick, uh, he's on the side of the ring and he yells in Batman, and hey, you yeah. could just tell that he forgot for a second. Yeah, he, he, um, he was very old the, at that time. And the and the director was over the craft service table, didn't even notice. <laughs> the director it. was was MIA for a lot of this. But yeah. you were saying something about right. what you liked. All right, so what I did like, okay, there's a scene where Rocky realizes that despite this intense training, um, that he's actually not going to be able to win the fight. Right. Um, And he makes it his goal to go all 10 rounds. To go the distance. Instead of, you know, instead of getting knocked out early. Which I believe became one of the slogans of the movie or one of the sequels, go the distance. Oh, was it? So he modifies his expectation. So somehow the crowd that's watching him apparently in the fight gets win of this because uh, well, they're all very excited when he loses right but doesn't fall down they're yeah, very excited I, but, I okay that. but the end of the most famous scene of the whole thing right. with the exception of running up the stairs in Philadelphia right um the the most famous scene in the whole thing is at the end of the fight you know his eyes have been they you know, they cut his eyes he, they because cut his eyes uh, they, they were so see. swollen right. he couldn't see. And he's all messed up. And he's disgusting, really. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the penguin's dead. And uh, uh, he, so the fight is over. You know, ding, ding, ding. Uh, Apollo Creed is the champ. And, he, and Rocky just stands in the middle of all this chaos. Uh, uh, because I don't know why everybody's coming in the ring now. And he yells, Adrian! He starts yelling for Adrian! Adrian! Yeah. And I just can't, can you think of an athletic event right. that you've seen? Where I've either, seen I, I'm a big sports fan, as you where know. Where either the winner or the loser yeah. stood like, who just won? Was it the Red Sox won the World Series? They did. The Red Sox won the World Series. Okay. If, if, you, if you recorded that on your, uh, sorry for the spoilers. 
Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. didn't think about that. Some people um, Christmas. So was there like a pitcher or a catcher? Who was this famous, who was the star of the Red Sox now? Well, there were, there, there's a lot of stars in the What's Red Sox. What's his name, one? Uh, Chris Sale. Okay. So is it, would Chris Sale have ever stood in the middle of the baseball diamond and call Mrs. Sale, Mrs. Sale? Like, well, you it's make a, a good weird point. time to call your girlfriend. Right. You, you know, and if you wanted to call your girlfriend, you wouldn't call Mrs. Sale. No, but I'm saying just I'm assuming that yeah. Chris Sale is married. I don't know. But uh, he just stands, Adrian, Adrian, and then she makes her way down the aisle right. in the uh, auditorium or wherever. The, and I'm on, fascinated she, that you're so fascinated with this moment. She comes on to... The, the boxing ring. What? Yeah. She actually comes onto the boxing ring. But there ring. were dozens of people on the ring at that moment. Uh, yeah, but, and she hugs him and they both shout that they love each other. It's just, I, I've never seen that in a sporting event before. It doesn't happen you. a lot. I love you. I love you. It never happened. What do you mean it doesn't happen a lot? Well, the thing is that it most. never happens. Here's the thing most sporting events, when you see them, it's a lot of professional athletes. I think one of the points, one of the poignant points about Rocky is that he is. Far from a professional, he can okay, barely get a Apollo fight. Apollo Creed is a professional. Oh, it was a big, huge. Was he, fight. What was he supposed to do? Stop Adrian? Like, hey, uh, that's not how we do things in professional boxing. Oh, so Please you're saying up. that Adrian made this sports transgression because they're not experienced? Adrian and Rocky, yeah, they're just a couple of crazy kids with learning disabilities. <laughs> and he was just disgusting, by the way. Yeah, I mean, the point, the idea that anybody would hug him. Right. You know, his face is bleeding. He's sweaty. He's yeah, good. He's Adrian. Not good yeah, no, it was, uh, um, so, I, you know, Creed is many generations away from that, Creed 2. Yeah. Um, and Creed and 1. Creed, Creed is actually a really good movie. I, so that's I, what I've I seen. Heard. I've seen pretty much all of them. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet. But Creed is a really good movie. Um, for those of you who don't follow the franchise, in um, Rocky Four, a half-machine Soviet fighter named Ivan Drago, or Ivan Drago, I can't remember which is, punches Apollo Creed dead. Like, that's the beginning of the movie. Wow. And then basically nothing else happens besides musical training montages. And then Rocky punches um, uh, Drago nearly dead. Yeah. Not, then, not totally dead, though. So, and then he ends the Cold War. Well, yeah. But what people don't realize happened with Drago after that. Right. Uh, he began hacking. Uh, he became a hacker. He became hacking the Democrats' uh, emails. Oh. Uh, oh, the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not sure a lot that's of people true. Don't, don't realize. Dolph that. Lundgren yeah. was an actor who. Played. Dolph Lundgren yeah. has been involved in the. Um, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Possibly. In any case, Creed I, is the story. I personally think Dolph Lundgren has something on Lindsey Graham. That's what I think. I'm just going to say it here. Wow. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, in in Creed, what happens, and you'll never hear it again anywhere else. What happens in Creed is that uh, Creed's am, son, yeah, uh, is a boxer. He wants to live up to his dad's. Uh, his late father's um, dynasty, I guess. And oh, Rocky yeah. ends up training him. Oh, yeah. And fighting yeah. cancer, I think, at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you can punch cancer. People don't realize. Rocky doesn't punch cancer. Yeah. He just has Forget it. Forget the meds. I punch he, it. Yeah. Um, I'm having such a good time right now. This is really fun. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. You? Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little tired. Yeah. I mean, our, our listeners should know that this is the second show we're taping of the night. Oh, my gosh. We're going crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's got a 93% certified fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on 57 reviews. It's a really well-reviewed 57 thing. 57 reviews is not a big... That's not a lot to base... 
You think it's not enough? I think it's not enough. All right. Well, if you're listening to this and you want to go review Rocky, but I, as you said, I think it held up. I I think the one thing, the one sin it created um, is it more or less invented the training montage, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And that has been so overused. I do it on my way here on Miranda. I do a little running thing. Yeah, that's just because you're scared. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I do it like this. Da 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 Only a pig would say that. Da da da. Not the face. Not the face. All right. Um. So there we go. Wait, I'm just checking my notes. We do have notes. Yeah, we have notes. All right. So yes. Are you ready? All right. So the verdict on Rocky. The verdict. Yeah. What is your verdict on whether you should go see Creed two based on having watched Rocky? This segment is so poorly conceived. (laughs) It's not true. We just want to talk about movies. This is an absolute. This awful, awful framework. Guideline. Yes. uh, To the movie goer. All righty, then, Paula Uh, Thompson. What's your advice as to what we should do here? uh, I, I, you know, my, I think that Creed One was probably a fluke if it was good, Uh and that I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk my fourteen bucks on on the sequel. To the spin-off sequel, <laughs> to the sequel, to the sequel, to the sequel. I just think, as usual, I don't agree because I thought, but it has nothing to do with that first Rocky movie. I just thought Creed One was a really good movie, and I would want to see what happens in that guy's life. You want to see what happens in what the the young Creed guy's young life? Creed's li- yeah. life, yeah, yeah. So I'd say see it. Paula yeah. says don't see it, which is more or less the conclusion we've come to at the end of every single one of these segments. <laughs> We yeah. don't even have to watch the movies now. But we did, and that was Movie Reviews to Save You the Trouble of Seeing the Sequel. All right. Thank you, house band Craig Eastman. Paula, our listeners have a lot to say, and they have a lot of questions for us. But I have a question for you. Okay. How, how are you feeling? Why do you keep asking me that? Do I look okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you look fantastic. How do I look? You look great. Thanks. All right. This is the best Thanksgiving ever. Um, I think it's about time that we open up the old mailbag and see what's on our listeners' minds. Do you want to yeah, field some of their questions? Yeah, absolutely. Craig Eastman, can we have some mailbag music? I'm having such a good time right now. Me too. Now. This is a gas. That's the music I had in mind as well. Thank you, Craig Eastman. Paula, our first letter is from Melissa in Tempe, Arizona. You want to read her her thing? I'll read it. Every morning, I have to wake my 15-year-old son up for school, and every morning, he gives me attitude and goes back to sleep. It takes me 30 minutes to get him up. Do you have any suggestions on how to wake him up? Yeah, I do. Boy, yeah. Wait five years. I mean, that's just a teenage thing. Teenagers. You can't just wait five years for your kid to go to high school. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. All right, so I'm not saying my advice is good. You're the one. No, that's not good advice. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one, though. I gotta but say, you had that with your teens, right? They well, love sleeping when they hit like fifteen or sixteen. Uh, well, not not the girls, but uh, you know, my son. Uh, well, if it takes you thirty minutes to wake him up, I guess my advice would be, you know, go in at five o'clock. Uh, start earlier. Start earlier. Start the waking up process earlier. That's so you wouldn't say like throw ice water into bed or anything? Oh, no, no, no. You're, that's, no, that's not. Clatter some garbage can lids like you might in a military flick? You know, honestly, I never really, I didn't do good at this one myself. I, right. Okay, one thing I'm going to say is make sure there's no screens in the room. 
No, no screens. No screens in the room because a lot of times that's part of the reason why kids can't get up is because they were up all they night. They were up all night on their They screens. were up all night playing on their flat things. So okay, I that's say, it's no, possible. No screens I remember from my teen years, though, I didn't have a flat thing back yeah, then. And you was... still wouldn't get out of bed? Oh, come on. You went to school every day. No, my parents would wake me up and then uh, my, my and dad- And you'd go back to sleep? That's I'd go not back true. To it's absolutely that's true. That's a ridiculous- I have such vivid memories of my dad's second and third increasingly angry times waking me up. That is not a true story at all. Why do you You were that? like a little nerd. You were out there with your book bag. Wait at the that's corner. That's really not true. <laughs> it is true. No. You're at the corner waiting for the bus and the I was, no, bus I was... driver had to encourage you to sit further back in the bus because you wanted to sit right beside the that bus driver and tell him nothing to do with my personal history. No. Turn here. Turn here. No, that yeah, wasn't me no, at all. That's exactly No, you have it completely true. wrong. Oh, the pig would say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking right there. Yeah. But no, no, no. I was actually, I was frequently late to school, often absent on purpose when I wasn't sick. I was, uh, I didn't love uh, uh, junior high, for instance, or high school. Junior high? You're already acting out in junior high? I wasn't acting out. I was sleeping in. Oh, it's acting out. Is it? Sleeping, sleeping I felt in. A little is... bit more, I felt it was more like, you know what? I'm not going to learn that much today. Let me just sleep. Okay. Which one of us is a genius and which one of us is just here every show? Wow. Just like that. <laughs> You've exposed the fact that you don't think being just here every show is that much of a compliment. Your your four week charade is over, Paula Poundstone. Yeah, yeah. You just went ahead and used that on me. You yeah. weaponized no, that. I just thought it'd be fun to throw it out. I don't yeah, know. what kind of a pig would do that? <laughs> Only a pig would say that. <laughs> All right. Well, we 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 failed to give any good advice okay. um, on this yeah. one. Let's, no, let's... start earlier. But start I, earlier. Let, let me just say, I share your pain, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's a yeah. question from Sandra Groff in, in Fort Myers, Florida. Wow, that's painful. I would already. enjoy hearing your advice on how to age well. Oh. What tips do you have for keeping a healthy and happy mind, body, and spirit as the years go by? Now, I would imagine this advice starts with wear your pants just. Up yeah. to where your breasts end. Right. Well, slight. No, I like my breasts coming slightly over. Slightly over, like a necktie, like a necktie. Of my pants. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sandra, you also seem to be insinuating um, that I'm already aging. Um, uh, I get that. <laughs> How dare I get you. that. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. You know, I'll tell you. Uh, because the pants can't be that high, Bala. Uh, no, the pants are high. They're the pants high. are very yeah. high. I, um, well, of course, uh, I take extra care with my personal hygiene. Do you? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I, I, what do I do? I, I take drum lessons, and I take taekwondo and self-defense, and I'm not going to be a drummer, and I'm not going to defend myself. Okay. Uh, I do it because I'm hoping that it keeps it's keeping my your brain, mind and body sharp. I'm telling myself that, and, and of course, I highly recommend the nacho-flavored Doritos yeah, and the Double Stuff Oreos. No, that, now you're just identifying a habit that you have. Yeah. No, I do drink a lot of water, and I feel better when I'm drinking a lot of water. It's okay, I've important. seen you drink maybe a, a half a cup of water tonight. Oh, come on. Look at the size of that yeah, water but, bottle. But you've also put down two or three Diet Pepsis. Okay, I didn't say I didn't drink other things. Okay, just water I, is important. Okay, Sandra, apparently one of the ways I, I keep my youthful uh, 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 physique yes. is that I pee constantly. Yeah, you do pee a lot. Uh, I do, because I drink several sodas and a huge tankard of water every evening when I'm here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I do those things to try to stay uh, vital. And you are vital. You're definitely vital. Let's, Did let's... you just say I'm vital? Yeah. Oh. I think you're vital. That should oh, go in the theme song. You. Yeah. Uh, that you should go in the theme song. You can come up with other song. adjectives yeah. for me, too, out there, by the yeah. way, if you want to, out there. Yeah. Um, Do, um, hmm. 
Yeah, vital. That's very complimentary. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. genius, vital. Yeah, genius. You're, you're stacking them up. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, Joey from Charlotte, North You're Carolina, here. wondered about your sleep pattern on the road. Um, he writes, you want me to read Joey's? Sure, go ahead. Read what Joey hey, said. Hey, Paula, I know you sleep on the floor at home, but I'm just assuming if his name is Joey, he might sound like this. Yeah. yeah. Hey, although it's from North Carolina, <laughs> yeah. So, but I, yeah. I think he moved there yeah. from Brooklyn. Have you ever right. done your Joseph Stalin impression? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He sounds like that, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Paul. Hey, what? Yeah. Hey, who asked Hitler to come in here, huh? <laughs> Hitler, get out of my country. I'm going to repel your invasion. How do you like that, you Nazis? Boy, that sounds just like him. Yeah, anyway. So uh, Joey writes, hey, Paula, I know you sleep on the floor at home, but what do you do at hotels? Do you drag the mattress onto the floor or sleep on a hotel floor without a mattress? Or do you just go slumming and sleep in the hotel bed like everybody else? Well, Joey, you know what? I do sleep in the hotel bed, but I'll tell you why. It's so that if the hotel ferry comes by, they have uh, they can slip something underneath the mattress for me. The hotel ferry. Yeah, the hotel ferry. Who's the hotel ferry? I don't know. Oh, so you, in, in a world where there might be a hotel ferry, you want to be ready. There is a hotel ferry. Yes. Uh, yes. They leave things. For well, you. Like what they kind leave. of things? Have you ever had anything left for you by the hotel ferry? Oh yes. Like what? Um. Uh. Because I'm well, going to guess that the, uh, I've had uh, sh- conditioners and shampoos. Yeah, that, that's chocolates. Just, that's just the, they leave that there. The, the, the hotel ferry leaves that. No, there. not the yes. hotel ferry. It's probably probably the the people who clean your room and and make your bed leave that. No, that's not a ferry. Yeah, that's a hotel ferry. And I'm and, uh, pretty sure it's not pens and notepads. <clears throat> but you do sleep in a bed on hotels. I know this I about you. Yes, I do. Uh, because I don't know where that floor has been. Wow. <laughs> Where's my floor at home? Wow, your ability to trust hotel bedspreads just boggles my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I was looking at one place in a hotel, I don't want to be. It's on that bedspread. No, you know what they say is the dirtiest thing in the hotel room is the um, uh, channel changer, the remote control thing. For really? The, yeah, for the television, which is why I never sleep on that. Why would that be? <laughs> okay. Why yeah. would that be the dirtiest thing? Uh, I don't know, because... I don't even want to go into it. I don't know. People I guess it doesn't, do it doesn't get cleaned it. a lot. Yeah, everybody touches it. And I see. I would go bedspread. Bedspread a thousand times in a row. I would say bedspread's got to be the worst thing. Yeah. Well, that pig would say that. Okay. <laughs> well performed. Yeah, All right. Thank uh, you. Lastly, um, we have a Dr. Mark French writing about are a. Are you re- drawn to me in any way? Uh yeah, sure. Why? Mm, just wonder. Well, yeah, you, you've been asking me a lot of questions like that tonight. I'm not really sure where you're going with this. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm uh, you're. Really, I'm really having fun tonight. I'm having a I just great want time to say too. That. Yeah, this is the best Thanksgiving ever. Now, were you just being drawn to me right there? No. It looked like a psych gag where you were leaning in towards me. I, was, I, I, I did lean in towards you, but no, okay. I wasn't being drawn to you. Oh, I was okay. just, you know, you just happened to be there. Yeah, you've been here all along. Um, Dr. Mark French writes about um, a remarkable development in his life. You want to read this one, or should I? Or? Oh, wait, Dr. Mark French. You're going to like reading this. Find one. it, Dr. Mark French. It's on page four. Here it is. Uh, you've talked about enjoying ping pong. I'm a professor at Purdue and have developed a device that shoots ping pong balls, supersonics. Max far is Mach 1.8, about 1,370 mph. Nobody is going to return that serve. In fact, my students and I regularly shoot ping pong balls right through paddles. That's Dr. Mark French from West Lafayette, Indiana. Now, what just does to- he teach? Um, I'm guessing he teaches some sort of science, um, probably physics. But he has he has constructed a device, a device, or so he says, that can fire a ping pong ball at 
almost twice the speed of sound. 1.8 and it, is almost And it almost goes twice. right through a ping pong paddle? If it's going that fast, it would. Well, what could possibly be the use of a thing like that? Well, that's a reasonably good question. Um, yeah. But he does, He. Ha- I, I do want to point out, he has managed to get a ping pong ball at nearly twice the speed of sound. I didn't, re- I didn't even know what the speed of sound was. Well, Mach 1 is the speed of sound. If I'm not mistaken, you know, I spent so much time sleeping in junior yeah, high right. school. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, tell me about that again. But yeah, if I'm, <coughs> yeah. But if I'm never saying... went to school, Adam. He slept all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, think... I believe Mach 2 is twice the speed of sound. I, I yeah, think, yeah my, I think Mach, Mach basically means the speed of sound. Like yeah. Mach 1 is the speed of sound. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is somewhere in the range of, I don't know, 700, 800 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't even imagine a use for a ping pong ball shooter that goes 1,370 miles per hour. You've got a I mean, pretty good serve. I, I have an okay serve, but yeah. it's not going to go 1,370 miles per hour. No, you don't break the sound barrier at all. No, and if that. it if I no, I never have, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my ping pong paddles to uh, have holes in them. Yeah, yeah, that just doesn't seem. Like no, I, I don't think this is all. a ping pong strategy that we're reading. I think this oh. is a physics professor bragging about something. Oh, that he I did. see that he's managed yeah. to make he's ping managed pong to make goals. a ping pong ball travel at, at nearly twice the speed of sound, which I think is impressive. Yeah, and interesting. Remember Captain Kangaroo? Do, you might be too too young. Um, I do remember Captain Kangaroo. Um, well, he used I did to not work. like Captain Kangaroo. There used to be oh great, um, there used to be uh, he had a a, a moose. Uh, on the wall, and then all these ping pong balls would come down. I can't. Um, wow! If 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 they had had this machine, yeah, um, it would have killed the moose. It would have killed the moose exactly. Right. There's a very dark story here uh, yeah. behind the ping I pong balls. Uh, wow! Wow! All right, but anyway, so we, thank we, you we, for we reached back us. to to Captain Kangaroo just so you could relate the story of the moose and the ping pong balls. It's also how I learned the word obsolete. Really? Mm-hmm. I learned it on uh, uh, Captain Kangaroo. In what context did Captain Kangaroo he use it? Was, he used the word obsolete, and he explained what it meant. Wow. Yeah. Was he talking about his it, career? If you... <laughs> no. Uh, no, by the way, Captain Kangaroo, what the heck is his real name? Oh, I can't think of it right now. Bob Bob Keisham. Kangaroo. Bob Keisham. Bob Kangaroo. Bob Keisham was actually a, a very smart man. Was um, he? And a, yeah, in that Mr. Rogers way. I saw him on the right. news hour one time. I he didn't like a, Mr. Rogers to, either. All oh, the sentimentality. Oh, for God's sake. All the sentimentality for Mr. Rogers, and I feel like I'm left out of the party because I, Mr. Rogers was the thing that I had to endure because my older brother liked it while I waited for Sesame Street and the really funny stuff to come on. Yeah, you were asleep. You paid no attention. You did all your sleep. You you did all your learning was sleep taught. No, it <laughs> You used I just to have these. Slept a lot as a teenager. You used to have these tapes that you would play beside your bed while you slept. And, no, and um, I one didn't. of them was an engineering thing. Yeah, I guess it was. No, it wasn't. Um, but my, my point is, is that what was my point? It was that Captain Kangaroo was not entertaining to me. Yeah. And, and there was that Mr. Green Jeans, right? Yeah. I'm pretty much against anybody who's identified by their pants. <laughs> huh. Even SpongeBob creeps me. Yeah, I was a about bit. to say yeah. SpongeBob must bother you a lot. A little bit, yeah. Square pants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. He, he anyways, <laughs> it was another use of ping pong balls and and this high-speed ping pong. I'm not sure where Dr. French would use this fast ping pong ball thing. Well, in a <clears throat> in a reasonably good science fiction movie, it would be the solution to some problem. Somebody would tell him it's useless 20 minutes into the movie, and then it would cut down the alien at the end. Like if it was in, what was that thing that was out the last year that I didn't care for? The water? What was it? Water? Just the shape of water? Everything. Um, the shape, shape of water. water? You didn't like the shape of water? I didn't like the shape of water. But <laughs> yeah. if it had a machine that could shoot ping pong balls, yeah. 
would have been fantastic. Much better. I if agree we with take you. the Rocky movie, for example, if Creed Two has a machine that can shoot ping pong balls, which that, it doesn't, that you don't know that. I don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that. It's a good film. Yeah. Well, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or just want to torture Tony Anita Hull a little bit, write to us at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. The cat of the week is Beans from Encino, California. Don't want to spend time with your cranky Uncle Carl this Thanksgiving? Find a quiet hiding space under the stairs, in the car, in the little used sauna, and take a listen to some of these other fine Maximum Fun podcasts. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week. On Stop Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. (laughs) Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. Hey, Kira. So Max FunCon tickets go on sale this Friday, November 23rd at 11 a.m. Pacific, and I'm trying to write a promo. Okay, so what do they need to know to look forward to? Inspiring classes. Live podcast tapings. A stand-up showcase. The s'mores party. Making new friends. Don't forget about the dance party! Oh, and it all takes place on a beautiful mountaintop. Okay, got it. Anything else? Well, if we missed anything, they can find all the details at maxfuncon.com. And And we'll we'll see see you in June. June. I think that went really well. Yeah, that sounded good. Oh, thank you, house band Craig Eastman. That sounds fantastic. Now, Paula, I, I want to announce something, because it is Thanksgiving is traditionally the beginning of the holiday season. Yeah. Black Friday is upon us, Oh, yeah. which is the Friday after Thanksgiving where everybody starts yeah. shopping. Well, right. now you can do some shopping related to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Thank goodness. And that is, we are introducing our Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone t-shirt in the Maximum Fun store. Nice. It's 100% cotton. You can go to maxfunstore.com and get yourself a t-shirt any size from like extra small to 3XL. The color is a a blackberry. It's like a deep navy. It's a very deep navy. And it has a, nobody listens to Paul Poundstone logo on the front and, uh, and an effective piece of advice on the back. A piece of advice on the back. An effective piece of advice is on the back of that shirt for sure. Uh, Do you feel drawn to me in any way? In some ways. I, I'm not sure what you're getting at. And it, it's starting to create sort of a um, <laughs> uh, an oppressive atmosphere in some ways. An oppressive atmosphere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've asked me that so many times, and you're, do, yeah. and you're looking at me while you're doing that, and it's starting to make me feel a little uncomfortable. Well, I am... <clears throat> I am really having fun. I'm having fun, too, but now I'm feeling more and more reluctant to say so. Now you're leaning really close to me. (laughs) I feel like in moments from now, you're going to be leaning on the door to keep me from going. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I'm not going to block you in. 
You're not, I'm gonna not gonna pull, I'm not gonna pull a Rocky on you. Okay, because it feels like that's where this is going at this point. <laughs> sort of, sort of me tooy. Yeah, it's a little me tooy because you keep asking me if I'm having a good time. Yeah. Now I feel like like there's there's gonna be an and there's gonna be an ask at the end of that. I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, but, so you're feeling uncomfortable? No, I'm feeling good. I'm having a good time. I'm okay. really enjoying this podcast. And I, I, the drawn to me question is the one that really has been kind of yeah, kind of yeah. lighting up my alarm yeah, bells. Yeah. yeah. So it's making you uncomfortable. If I wasn't having such a good time, <laughs> then that, you would you would be left with just a feeling of of, of discomfort. Yes. Okay. But I'm having a good time. So I'm glad. To don't hear worry it. about me. Me too. I'm having a really good time. <laughs> you said that. Now you're leaning really close. Okay. Um, you know, Paula, tell me it's really late at night now. Paula, tell me where are you headed in the next few weeks? I'm not. I have no intention of following you there. But tell well, our listeners. I'm having a really good time. Me now. too. Me too. Get on the microphone. I, I don't want to go anywhere else. Uh, I'm having God damn it. such a good time. That's just weird. Um, <laughs> All right. Where am I? Where Got are it. you going? I have no idea. I'll be in Davis, California at UC Davis on November 30th and in San Francisco on New Year's Eve at the Norse. Fantastic. If you want to get more information about Paula's touring dates, check out her website, which we call www.paulapoundstone.com. You can follow me and Adam on Twitter, and you can follow me on Instagram. I I really don't know if I've posted anything, but by golly, I've tried. On Instagram? Yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram, too. I mean, oh, I, I didn't wasn't know mentioned. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and Do you know how to post the things? On Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same way that you'd post something on Facebook yeah, yeah. or Twitter. No, it's not the same at all. It's, it's similar. It's very... The people who can do Instagram are amazing. Really? Yeah. All right, and you can also find us on Facebook, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Uh, oh, one more thing. What? As it's the season of giving thanks, I would truly be so thankful if you would purchase one of my remarkably soft tri-polyblend t-shirts. I mean, you too will be thankful that you bought it. Now, that's the one that you're talking about the t-shirt at www.paulapoundstone.com, which Listen, is not the Max get... Fun Store t-shirt. No, that's two different t-shirts. You can get two different uh, t-shirts. and Poundstone that should, related t-shirts. Yeah, that should keep you covered. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly through the winter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if you don't change a lot. Um, the, your t-shirt is not a tri-poly blend, though. I, I've, been trying, I've been trying to say this a lot. Um, and we had... And you don't feel any differently about that now? What? Because we've had a good time tonight? Yes. No, I don't feel like I'm going to I'm just going to abrogate responsibility for bringing facts to this show just because you're smiling at me in a somewhat creepy manner. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not really how I work, Paula Poundstone. Um, just wondering. Okay. No, just no. Just wondering. Uh, what I was saying is that that the tri-poly blend is not a thing. It's a. It's, of course, it's a thing. It's no, remarkably it's, soft. Right, it, it's a tri blend, Paula. Yeah, no, it's what a tri poly blend. No, it's a tri blend. It's no. a blend of rayon, polyester, and cotton. Technically, it's it's not a tri poly blend. No, in fact, there's a there's a scene in Rocky where Adrian yells at her fantasy. brother, and she goes, "Tri poly." That's Polly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Polly is the brother's oh. name. Oh, I thought you called him Tripoly. My no, mistake. No, 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 no. Tripoly. No, Tripoly. Yeah. He's like a, you know, I, yeah. uh, I'm going to get you out of this house. Tripoly. Yeah, no, no one, you know, people have forgotten what the last name of Adrian and Polly was. But what it's was it? Blend. It is not. <laughs> Although it could be, because I don't yeah. think we ever learned their names. Tripoly Blend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that, you know, that's. Only a big one say that. 
Well, I think it's time to head into the kitchen and stick my head in the oven. Um, <laughs> nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. It's hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Somebody please send help. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezevnik, Stop Leaning, and Tony Anita Hall. <laughs> Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band, the mighty, mighty Craig Eastman on the fiddle. Thanks to our head of security, Jonah Knuckles Glickman. All right, before we end the show, <laughs> we have, I what? have to say, Herbal Essence is not irresistible. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Were you testing a product claim? I was testing a product claim. Throughout tonight's show. <laughs> And because I was able to resist you. You were, you were really able to resist like, me. Like, like, no problem. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah, not even a second. Uh, no, so I leaned you in. You were doing that this whole show. I leaned in, you leaned out. Yes. That's what I could tell. Yeah. I used, uh, tonight before I came, I used Herbal Essence uh, uh, conditioner on my hair. And the... for those of you who haven't been tuning into this, Paula is kind of dead set on testing out advertising slogan claims. Yeah. Not the claims of what the thing yeah. does, but like what the slogan says. Yeah, it may, you know, I could run my pick smoothly through my hair after using the conditioner, but what they claim online and in the gift package of three items, uh, uh, they claim that their fragrance is irresistible. And you decided to test that tonight by doing all that creepy shit you were doing. Because well, I gotta so say, I, was, I gotta say, you made it easier to resist with that. I, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so what I did was. I don't I, feel like we have a control group here. I wanted the listener to know because they, because I want, I didn't wear my hat on purpose uh-huh. because I, you know, I wanted to give the fragrance a chance to, you know. There's a nice uh, fresh fragrance in the air, but, uh, you know, your, your dog is also here. Y- yeah, well. I bathed the dog in that as well, and I noticed that you weren't attracted to the dog either, so you're off the hook. No, so I wanted the listener uh, to know when I, because I want, I I would lean towards you, Oh, but the listener wasn't going to know when I was leaning towards you, because, you know, it's an audio uh, medium. Absolutely. So you set up a situation where I I would be saying it. So I, no, so I made a code phrase for the listener. So whenever I said, I'm having a really good time, I would lean in Oh, to give you a chance to notice so the fragrance. So were you not having a good time? I was having a great time. Okay. Yeah. As long I as really... I knew you weren't lying to me. No, I wasn't lying to you. Okay. And I don't think you were lying to me either. No, you I was having a great not... time. You were totally able to resist. Oh, easily. You didn't pretend to be attracted in the least. Well, no, I wouldn't. I didn't know it was, I was as you know, this was a blind study. Yeah, it was uh, a blind as study. As we say in the world of science. But yeah. Uh, yeah. no, I, uh, I, I, w- I didn't realize there was anything to resist. Yeah. And I had no trouble resisting it. Yeah. No, you had no trouble at all. <laughs> In fact, you ended up creeping me out. It's partly because we were talking about uh, the Me Too moment in, in, in Rocky, and it, it felt to me like you were sort of Stalloning it up a little bit. I didn't realize you were herbal. I didn't herbal block the door. I simply leaned my head towards you. In a very creepy way. I'm having a really good time right now. Yeah, I saw you do that time and time again. I did not know what you were doing. So I guess mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, you proved the herbal herbal essence. Totally resistible. Is there another goal that you have in doing this thing that you're doing other than limiting our list of potential sponsors? (laughs) Yeah, cross that off the list. Thank you, Herbal Life, but no no thanks. No herbal essence. essence. All right, well, that was a great show. Uh, We want to thank everybody that we just thanked, and... um, 
I'm having such a good time. Well, me too, but... Won't somebody please listen to me? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.